Hello and welcome to the Leading Through Uncertainty podcast series. I'm your host, Jude Jennison from Leaders by Nature. And in this podcast, I interview leaders from different organisations and industries to find out more about the challenges they face in leading through uncertainty and how they overcome them. This week, I'm talking to Eleanor Perry-Hall, the Managing Director of Pentland's Accountants and Advisors. Eleanor turns accountancy on its head by putting people at the heart of everything they do. She talks about the uncertainty created by a substantial brand development that her business has recently gone through and how it affected everything they do. Have a listen. Hello, Eleanor. Thank thank you for joining me today. Hi, Jude. Nice to see you. Yeah, good to see you. So tell me who you are and what your experiences are of leading through uncertainty. Right. Well, I am Eleanor Perry-Hall and I am MD of Pentland's Accountants and Advisors. Um, leading through uncertainty, yes, I think for any of us who run their own business, mm. um, and I've been running Pentlands for 13 years this year, uh, there's certainly times where there's been lots of uncertainty. Mm. Um, I had a change of career, I used to work in retail, and, and back in 1997 decided to train as an accountant. Uh, got my first job in 2000 and then ended up buying Pentlands Accountants in 2005 so the journey's sort of 18 years on at at the moment now of being an accountant and I love it I love what Mm -hmm. I do I love working with business owners um, and people and talking to them about their businesses and their finances but also with that comes you know the clients have a lot of uncertainty Mm. and things change as you go through business and I think you know I've seen a massive change in the world of accountancy in the last 13 years. Yeah because the financial services sector has gone through a huge amount of change hasn't it in the last few years? It has I mean I think legislative changes have Mm. been huge and Mm. they're, they're, they're ongoing I mean we had one of the biggest sort of accounting standard changes last year that we'd seen in many, many years. For most clients, it would have passed them by. Mm-hmm. But for, for a business, um, you know, like ours, who, you know, who, who's producing sets of accounts, it meant a, a really steep learning curve for us mm. and a lot of software changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably, technology has been the other area in the last 10 years. You know, this, we've got dual screens, you know, we've got super fast broadband, we've got cloud-based software, mm. you know, everything now, you know, the likes of HMRC and the powers that be are kind of getting us to file everything online, mm. you know, and if we can't pay and file online, then there must be something wrong with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, I think all of that brings yeah. with it, you know, challenges and uncertainty. And how do you, how do you keep up with all of that? change because obviously you've got legislative change you've got the technological change but at the heart of your business you're a people business really mm. and and people don't often say that about accountants but I know I know you well enough and I know your business well enough to know that you are the, uh, at the heart of it really people people mm. um and and it's people that are having to adapt to those changes how do you um how do you stay ahead or, or and how do you keep up mm. and how do you bring your team with you with that? Mm, it's an interesting question. I think exactly right. For me, with my retail background, I work for um, Marks and Spencers and Tesco's. And so the customer was always at the heart of everything we did. Right. So when I came into accountancy um, in 2000, I actually found it quite alien to start with because 
it was very much driven around the numbers and the process of what people were doing mm. rather than the customer's viewpoint mm -hmm. of it. So I set myself a mission to change that right. and, and bring the business to put the you know our clients at the centre of everything we do. So mm. whenever there are changes, we always look at it. Our starting point is to look at it from our client's perspective. Mm -hmm. There are lots of things they do need to know but there are also an awful lot of things that we just need to take care of and mm. they shouldn't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. And as long as they know that they've got that kind of support, mm. they can just, you know, be okay in their own minds that everything's being, you know, looked after. But also we have to come to them with the changes that are happening. Mm. You know, there's a change coming up from next April, um, which is in line with some legislation called Making Tax Digital, which means that everybody who's filing a VAT return, and some people will be using some free software at the moment through the Revenues website, um, they, can, they won't be able to do that from right. next April. So lots of people don't know about that at the moment, and it's kind of enforced change. Mm. So I suppose we, we're always looking at other, you know, our industry experts to guide us, our professional body to guide us. Mm. Um, but that's all very accountancy. Um, <laughs> and it's great, and we need to know that, and we've mm. got training and continuing professional development CPD that we have to do, and that's all fantastic. But actually in the real world, what we need to do is look at what's changing for us as a business. Mm. Where do we need to move to? Mm -hmm. And how do we make that as easy as possible for our clients? Mm. And how do we help educate them and their teams to make those changes as well? Because people don't like change. No, and, and because the thing for you is you're not just, you're running your own business. And I guess it, it would be easy to forget that you're running your own business when your focus is on your, on your clients. And, and I know you've made a massive, we're sat in your office here in Leamington Square, and I know you've made some changes to your brand recently. Do you, do you want to share with us what that process was like? Yes, um, we have made some massive changes mm. and we're absolutely delighted with them. But um, the journey to make those changes started last January, that mm -hmm. when I bought the business in 2005, the, the branding was in place um, the name was in place and it was a square box, a burgundy square box. Um, and over sort of a 10 year period, I tweaked and changed that and, and as people do with their, with their business and their logo and branding. But in January last year, I sat in a meeting room looking at a, a blind on the window that had the square box on it and all of a sudden announced to the whole team that the box had to go. <laughs> Was now, that the first time you'd realised it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we were we were in the middle of a team training session. We were talking about I can't remember exactly what we were talking about, but we, we were having a discussion around um, something that we were going to be implementing, and all of a sudden, out the blue, I announced that the box had to go, <laughs> <laughs> much to everybody else's surprise. Um, but they are used to me coming up with some weird and wonderful ideas. Mm. Sometimes we run with them. Sometimes they come up with lots of good reasons why we shouldn't mm -hmm. run with them. And that's part of being a leader and mm. being a visionary and having all of those ideas mm. that also you have some other great people around you who, who bring your feet back down mm. on the ground again mm. and, and perhaps sometimes put some challenge there, mm. which is, is very valid. So yeah. they rightly asked me exactly what I meant. And, and my description back to them was that... Um, no business is in a box anymore mm. and and it almost felt to me like you know 
we as a business, it was almost like we were trapped. You know, we needed, there's that age old saying of think outside the box, Mm. but it was more than that. Mm. It was about saying that business over the last few years since the recession is very much ebbs and flows. Mm. People have some great times and they have some very difficult times. And we needed to, as a business, take the next step to be more flexible, mm-hmm. more agile, and kind of have a different way of the, you know, how we viewed things. And, mm. and typically, when we really got down to basics, it was all about the people. Mm. It was all about the clients, the people that we work with, and mm. all about the team, the people who work with me. Mm. Um, and the box just didn't serve us anymore. It wasn't a good representation of who we were Mm. and what we stood for Mm. so we set off on a journey to make that change little did I realize some 17 months ago now quite what would be involved in that anybody who's ever rebranded a business will probably be nodding their head at this point saying yes I I know what you've been through but because on one level I think you know well surely it's not that hard And I don't know if if you had a similar sort of idea at the beginning of, well, it's just a case of changing the logo and some of the thoughts behind it and maybe the colours and maybe it's not that big a deal. But Yeah, absolutely. Clearly it's more than that. Yes, so that was exactly where I am a complete, you know, like, oh, yes, it's fine, we'll just do that, we'll sort that out in the next six months. That was January, I was getting married in the March, so I thought, well, you know, I'll get married, go off, have a nice time, be on the honeymoon, come back, and then we'll sort that out in the summer. Hmm. Um, so I came back and we, I had a chat with a, a reasonably new client to Pentlands who was a branding agency. And they said, yes, we'd love to help you with that. So we engaged their services probably in around May time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly thought, if, if I'm truthful with you, I honestly thought that I just we'd sit down, have one meeting with them, we'd brief them on what we were looking for. They had a chat with the rest of the team. They were going to go and talk to a few clients have a look at the marketplace and come back to us and present these ideas. Oh, it was very different to that. Because <laughs> they they did do that. But then I very quickly realised when we had three ideas, three different, you know, pro, sort of branding ideas that we could run with, that was only the very surface layer. Mm. And what we needed to do was to get the most from this and to make sure it really talked and spoke about who we were Mm. that we really needed to dive deep into that into ourselves we needed to look at ourselves as a team how we did things how we work with clients to make sure that that shop window that part that you see of us if you've never met us before tells you more about us than Mm. just a logo and Mm. and we're a firm of accountants Mm. And you've done, I mean, you've done a fantastic job because we sat here in your office and, and it does look really lovely and the graphics you've got on the wall are, are fantastic. Thank so, you. Uh, and yeah. I particularly love the deck chair, the person lying on the uh, on the sunbed at the bottom of the wall, which is, which to me just speaks to, um, you know, if you've got the right level of support around you, you can lie on your sunbed. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. For, for those who uh, are, are listening, we'll, we'll say with the strap line that we came up with for, for the for the new branding was for growing businesses. Um, and previously we'd have passionate about your business performance. So the growing businesses really sat well with all of the team. The, the team absolutely loved that when they mm. came up with it. So it was a really easy decision. Um and then the, the three words that went around that were, we're here to help you manage, grow and maximise your, your business. Mm. 
and the Sun Lounger was part of, there are some characters, there are two characters for each Manage, Grow and Maximise, and the Sun Lounger was one of the original graphic designers' ideas and really resonated with me because I'm a great believer in the right work-life balance. Mm. I think we all need it. Mm. Um, it's so easy running your own business to get caught on that hamster wheel of just work, 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 mm. you know, working harder and harder when actually, you know, we need to work smarter, yeah, not harder. And also we need to take time off. Mm. We need to have that being in the business 100%, but mm. we need to be out of the business 100%. Mm. And I think that's crucial to being able to lead mm. because otherwise you get sort of beaten down really by the daily grind of what you have to do you know yeah and I think a lot of people are experiencing that aren't they because there's you know the volume of work is is growing for everybody and I don't think there'll ever be enough hours in the day even if we manage to find a way to grow to mm. grow the day so um and so how do you how do you deal with that because clearly when you take on a project like this of, of a rebrand you've got clients and stakeholders and your team here to bring with you how do you find the balance between taking on new projects like that and then delivering the work that you've still got to do yeah so we I don't think again I, d I didn't realize the enormity of the task at the very beginning um, when I did have the realization then that there needed a lot more time and energy and effort on it um, there was probably a couple of weeks where I thought what have I done? Mm. Because we'd got to the point of having this initial work done and I thought, oh my goodness, what have I done? This Was this a good idea? There was challenges in the business, there was client work, there was all sorts of things going on. But then I, I think I had a couple of days off, stood back from the situation, got the senior team involved initially. The team as a whole knew what was going on, but I didn't want to try and get couldn't get everybody's decision mm. in all of this because it would have mm. been decision by committee and mm. would have taken us till you know another five years so it was very much about the two senior guys Taz and James that I work very closely mm. with and we set about having a weekly meeting mm -hmm. so we made a list of all of the tasks that needed to be done to work us towards a deadline mm. um, and every week we split those tasks up and every week we came back together with me leading those meetings you know, checking in with everybody, how they were getting on. We actually sought help from people outside of the business, mm -hmm. you know, our web developers. Um, we then moved from the branding agency to a design agency who then created the kind of 60-odd items of um, work that we needed redesigning because mm -hmm. uh, there was a, an original, you know, master suite of designs that were done, but then that had to be translated into the graphics on the wall, to the blinds, to the you know letterhead to the so I the think software presumably yeah software yeah. changes um interior you know it takes you into a whole you know very different world to it's, yeah. it's a project management yeah. role yeah. really yeah which in one sense I love because getting a job done you know getting tasks done is is really really you know I like that I'm mm. very action driven sort of like you know but actually this was a really big task mm. and there was no way I could do it on my own mm. Um, so it was really important to take the team on that, the senior guys and then the rest of the team on the journey. Mm. Um, and I think with clients, we, we set some deadlines. So initially we had a September deadline for launch, um, and we missed it. We then had an October deadline and we missed that because I think it was, it was really important for me that 
when we actually showed the clients what we'd done and it became evident that we'd made the change that actually as much as possible it was kind of all there it was yeah. 90% done yeah because it need to have the, the the benefit from it and to have a clear message mm. you needed to have that impact mm. so in the october when we when i knew we were you know for whatever reason we weren't you know client work we weren't going to get there i then felt really disappointed actually mm. quite cross with myself um you know because it was me that was leading it and i was upset that yet again mm. you know i'd i'd missed something um but then so it becomes quite personal doesn't yes, it yeah. yeah yeah i was i was kind of you know almost sort of you know bashing myself over the head about the fact that this wasn't happening and getting quite upset about it probably not many people knew about that but it mm. was you mm. know i i definitely felt like you know what's wrong we've been talking about this since january and now it's the middle of october and we still haven't done it um but then i had a, a conversation with somebody who just said well it doesn't does it really matter what what what's you know what's what's spoiling here um when somebody states the obvious um you kind of take a step back and then their next line was well what about new year new brand and i went genius okay it's a new year let's have a new start and that then meant there was a clear two months you know but but absolutely there was no moving from that day mm. first of january second of january back in the office mm. so you could take the pressure off yourself yes yeah and it's an interesting one isn't it because when you're in the middle of that and you set yourself a deadline and you think this has to happen by this time that it becomes all consuming of it had actually has to happen and yet what i'm hearing is everyone around you is like so it slipped by a month or two months or three it's like so what? Mm. How, how do you? Um, what What are you learning from that process, and how mm. do you help your help your team with that? Because I think, you know, we are all really busy and we are all under pressure. I think there's there's something important here, isn't there, about how we manage our time and how we stop the self flagellation, if you like. Of well, I think yes, the the lessons for us team have been we very much work to deadlines because mm. you know that's what we do if you've got yeah. a file of that return a tax return a set of accounts yeah of course there are some work, you can't miss yes there are yeah. there are things in our world that absolutely are critical if someone's selling their business which we had a number of clients last year sell their mm-hmm. businesses there is a deadline and we are working to it and yeah that no you know that nothing will stand in the way of that yeah and i think what it demonstrated and what it taught us was that we needed to pat ourselves on the back for the things that we do well. Mm. We needed to have that, you know, gratitude to the things that we had as a business achieved. We mm. were losing, or I probably as the leader of the business had lost sight of it of the good things that we'd achieved mm. because I was focusing on not achieving the rebrand in the self-imposed timeline that I'd mm. put in place mm. when actually the clients weren't sat at home going, well, I can't believe that Penance hasn't rebranded because <laughs> a lot of them didn't even know. Um, and the team were going, oh, it's all great. And we'll get, you know, we know we'll get there. You know, we've done things like this before, but actually mm. we've got client work, which is more important. Um, and so really I think what it's shown us is, and also we, we very much got back into ensuring that we celebrate the small mm. things in the office and that when we did get there, you know, when it, it was just before Christmas, all of the, as you're, you kindly said about the graphics, once the decorating had been done, the graphics mm. went on the wall, 
the internal changes that brought it to life mm. were in place. Mm. It was so rewarding. Mm. You know, the new stationery turned up, the pens, the mugs, the coasters. The, yeah, you know, so there's some excitement there. There was a yeah. massive amount of excitement. Yeah. And it was almost just before Christmas, it was kind of like, oh, we can't wait to show everybody now. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, and everybody was busy celebrating Christmas and going out <laughs> on nights out and, you know, didn't want to, very few people were in the office. So mm. it was lovely when people walked in and did see the change, mm. although it wasn't, you know, it was, and then the website switched over at Christmas and it, it just all came together, mm. really. I mean, yes, there was some planning that went behind that. Mm. But actually, you know, that delay in the end was was a good lesson to just accepting where you are mm. and, and being willing to change. You know, that's what happens in business, isn't mm. it? It doesn't mm. always go to plan. <laughs> Very rarely, in my experience. <laughs> but, uh, but then I work with horses, so... Yeah, <laughs> but I think that, you know, I think that's an interesting thought though isn't it is that things rarely go to plan mm. and 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 yet you know as accountants you are you have regulations and therefore some of your deadlines are absolutely hard and fast but I'm you know I'm hearing a lot around um how do we just take the pressure off ourselves when it's and really start to pick out what is critical and yeah. what's not yeah. um as opposed to just thinking that everything's critical yeah, we can get caught up in the, when there's a lot to do, as we all know, you know, whether we're running a business, working in a business, whatever our role mm, is, mm. we can get overwhelmed mm. by the amount of things that we've got to do. And mm. I think that's when it's really important to step back. Mm. Um, we have a big, you know, we plan our work and, and that's you know great because for a lot of people in the team, they're very logical, they're very organised. Yeah. So they need that structure and they that need certainty. That, they they yeah. need that certainty. They need to know that this is the work that, and they've made that commitment with the client about when we're doing the accounts, yeah. when we're having the meeting, when we're signing it off. My role is a, a lot more fluid than that. Mm. I have things that are rigid that are set in my diary, mm. but I also have lots of other responsibilities mm. as, as well and different roles and different hats that I... Mm. So I think it is about, you know, standing, being able to stand back from the situation and take the pressure off and, and look at it in a more... Kind of almost being back on that sun lounger again. You know, mm. it's, almost, it's like saying to yourself, you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed or if you do feel that there's, you know, kind of give yourself permission to have a couple of days away mm. or work from home or go for a long walk or whatever you need mm. to do to kind of allow yourself a bit of time and space to look at it. You, quite often when you talk things through with somebody else, mm. you come up with your own answer, yeah. don't you? And that's yeah. the same. Yeah. I mean, the title of my um, of my book, my latest book, came when I sat in a field for four days with my dog. Mm. And I did nothing for four days other than sit in a field and, and a tent with her for and and at the end of it, I had the title of the book. Mm. Not much else, but no. but that's where we get our great ideas, isn't it? Is yes. when we're having that time out of the busyness. Yeah. Yeah. So you you are a team of accountants, and you you said that your team likes structure and they like things to be logical. How do you help them navigate the uncertainty that I'm sure not just the branding, but I'm sure that there are other things that you know crop up in your business how do you help them navigate yeah. uncertainty i think being very transparent with um information mm. i think is important because i think when people do two and two and get five mm. that's typically where businesses have a challenge you know mm. as included i, I think 
as part of the rebrand and the redecoration of the office, we put a great big magnetic you know, whiteboard notice board up at the, the other end of the office there. And we, on a monthly basis, the, the graphs, the, the management pack of the reporting of the business goes up there. We have a weekly scorecard where we track certain you know key performance indicators in the business mm. which are very simple and easy to understand mm -hmm. I mean luckily I work with accountants so they know these things anyway <laughs> but even yeah. you know from Natasha the apprentice to mm -hmm. you know somebody who's qualified they can understand it mm. so we and it, it's in sort of you know graphs and charts form mm. so I think you know lots of information at the right level is really important so mm. just before we launched the rebrand in December we had a team lunch and a sit down and I'd done a bit of a, a PowerPoint presentation really just to take people who'd perhaps worked in the business for 15 years and some that had worked for five months mm. kind of why are we doing all of mm. this mm. you know we started off with a you know me talking about the box the box has got the to go it's got to go <laughs> but actually what's the bigger you know I yeah. my message to the team mm. was that you know, accountancy, like a lot of sectors, is a very, you know, it's ever-changing. Mm. Um, the traditional role of the account accountant will, I think, probably in the next 10 years have gone mm. in the sense that software will drive up for a lot of business owners, perhaps, you know, smaller business owners, they'll be able to do most of it using the technology that's out there. Yeah, so the um, process-driven stuff can be Yeah, the process-driven stuff will be taken care of. Yeah. Of course, still people will want support, but it's very much around you know tax planning strategy mm. advice um being there to give people mm. you talked about you know leading through uncertainty i think a mm. lot of clients work with you know accountants they're trusted advisors because they need certainty mm. Num their numbers in their business are really really important to their life journey mm. and their business mm. journey mm. so actually if there's any uncertainty around that it can be very uncomfortable for people yeah. or if you get any nasty surprises it yeah. can be difficult so I think it was about explaining and it still is the the brand the rebrand was part of that and it's mm. just so if we've got something we always try and talk to the team about how we perceive the client will feel mm. and think about something that's changing mm. and then if we can put ourselves in their shoes you know my philosophy is we can't go we can't go too wrong and quite mm. often we find ourselves in those shoes as well because well, we're, you're running a business we're running too. A business yeah. too so yeah. you know it's about sharing the good stuff that mm. we do and also sharing the things that don't work so well mm. and we're very fortunate because we work with an amazing group of clients who have some phenomenal successes but also mm. have some rocky roads and bumpy patches mm. so we're able to anonymize that and take that learning and share it amongst our client base mm. to help everybody yeah. you know yeah. so if we've made a mistake or another client's made a mistake we can try and stop somebody else mm. you know making that mistake so it's about the team are empowered to talk to clients meet with clients you know have that experience themselves yeah. as well it's not and I'm hearing a lot around the, sh the shift from um the traditional you know it's all logical and it's all you know right mm. left brain thinking logical mm. reasoning that actually the technology is doing that. Yeah. Um, what I'm also hearing is that what started with your, I guess, your gut instinct or intuition saying the box has got to go, you've ended up with something vastly different. Um, was your instinct right? Yes. 
Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> there were times last year where I was definitely doubting that. And, mm. and it's been a huge chunk of money, mm. you know, a, a massive investment for the business to make. Mm. But I think no regrets at all talking mm. to people now, explaining to them who we are, people who haven't met us before. People really get now what we're about. They get you and your team yeah. and your business yes. in a way that you can't if it's just spreadsheet numbers logic and reasoning yeah and I think for a lot of people um you know if they've had and there's nothing wrong with an accountant who just processes numbers mm, and, and mm. but if they've had somebody who's very much in that space and and doesn't offer advice or doesn't feel it's their role to we we can be a real breath of fresh air mm. because we come along with ideas input and we're not we're not scared to put those forward. They might mm. not be right for your business mm. or you might not agree with us. And mm. that's great. Mm. We're really happy to have a conversation with you about, you know, you could try this. You could perhaps have a look at this. We could connect you to this other business that it might be a good idea. Mm. And I suppose the team, yeah, the, the people that work, you know, with me very much believe that as well. They yeah. believe that business is more than just the numbers, which mm. sounds for some people, that would be like, oh, you know, no, I'm an accountant. I just, I just do numbers. Mm. But for us, you're really embracing uncertainty, aren't you? Yes. Anyway? Yeah. Yeah. So, what what's your advice? What's your top tip for anybody else who's leading through uncertainty, <laughs> having gone through it? Yes, <laughs> having gone through it. I think I'm going to say this because I'm an accountant, but I think it is really important. I think the numbers give you the power and the knowledge mm. to be able to lead through uncertainty. Mm. So, I think if you've got challenges in your business and if you're you know if there's things that are, and they may not be financial at all there mm-hmm. could be other challenges um but actually having that real clarity around those numbers and knowing that you can rely on them and they're quick and easy to get to yeah allows you to get to a lot to, to decisions more quickly mm-hmm. um and i think talk to your team of people that's my other top tip I think mm. bring people on your journey with you mm. um, sometimes as business owners if you're having you know I see clients sometimes if they're having a difficult time try and hide things mm. from people I, I don't agree with that mm. I think people pick it up anyway I mm. think people know mm. um, and I think the best thing to do is to kind of go to people and say you know look this is where we're at this is what's happening we need to get here. And mm. it's the same way when things are going really well. Mm. You need to demonstrate to the team of people that work with you what they've achieved and how well they've done and mm. how you can reward them to then achieve more. Yeah. So to keep heading in that direction of growth, which not all business owners, but most business owners will want mm. to grow, progress, change, uh, you know, and improve their personal mm. wealth along with their company mm. wealth. That's yeah. kind of a normal progression mm. for people until they come out the other side and they're ready to lie on the sun lounge more, more permanently. <laughs> well, look, Eleanor, it's been great to talk to you today. Thank you for your time. Oh, thanks, Judy. It's been good fun. Eleanor role models holding polarities in leadership. She says herself that she's very action-orientated, but her whole business and her approach is also people-focused. Eleanor's both highly intuitive and creative and balances that with facts and data. I think it takes exceptional skill in a leader to be able to hold the polarities in balance and Eleanor seems to have nailed it. I'm sure she's human too though. She's honest about taking things personally when they didn't work out as planned 
and honest about the need to celebrate the wins along the way and not lose sight of the great things that are being achieved. I think that's so important when we're busy. In the end, what I take away from speaking to Eleanor is it is all about balance and expanding our range. Where are you out of balance and what's the stretch for you? That's it for this podcast. I was your host, Jude Jennison from Leaders by Nature. Keep leading and I'll come back soon with the next interview on Leading Through Uncertainty. Mm-hmm.